Welcome to the Becoming Eva podcast, where we discuss real-life issues from a woman's perspective. Becoming Eva seeks to break the silence within the female community while fostering authenticity, transparency, and healing. We're We're your hosts, Latoya Moore and Maya Dawson. Let's get started. You all. We got a special guest. We got to we got to give a shout out. We have a, a, another special guest joining us. She actually participated with us in season two when we were talking about skin, all things skin. So mm-hmm. let's introduce our guest first. We have Mrs. Crystal Ricks, wife, educator, phenomenal woman, beautiful child of God. Did I miss anything, Toya? You want to add anything? How would you describe our wonderful guest here? Yes. She is a a woman full of wisdom. She's articulate. Um, She's an educator. She's nurturing. Um, She's just awesome. Just a powerful woman. Yay! So excited to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us this evening. So we are going to be talking about reflections and perceptions. Uh, but before we get into that, I think Toya, you were you were getting into just check-ins with everybody. So how is everyone doing? I'll go first. I'm doing okay. It's been a, a little bit of a rough, rough week for me. Um, but it's I'm feeling a little bit better, um, a little bit lighter, but yeah, it was a rough, rough one for me. I gotcha. 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 Um, pretty good. Uh, God has continued to grace. So I'm going with the grace. I am going with it. Today was a little full, a little busy, but I made it through, made it here to you all. So I'm excited about that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we, we're going to keep, keep plugging, but yeah, so far so good. How about you, Crystal? How's your week been? It's been a heavy few weeks with the hurricane, which definitely impacted my husband's community, Indiana and family. Thank God everyone is still here. No one was injured, but just rebuilding. And um, just in general, just in a period of reflection, we lost someone I went to college with this week. And and, and that kind of thing really always gives you pause and makes you reassess the things that you've chosen to do, the things you've chosen not to do. And and I like to answer the, how are you doing question, honestly, because Mm -hmm. I'm fine. I'm fine, but definitely on the inside, just constantly trying to find that rhythm. Yeah. Being fine, but also yet acknowledging that, wow, it's a lot of things going on and having to pause and really think about what it means for like now so it's been a heavy two weeks I will admit that but thank you by the grace of God you know we are here and just ready to plug in and engage here yeah thank you for being honest and sharing where you are because like you were saying it's very important for us to be honest when someone asks how we're doing so thank you for trusting us with that and thank you for joining us in the midst of all the heaviness that's going on like we really appreciate it Wow. 
All right, y'all. Well, before we get into today's topic, we have a couple of trending topics that we want to talk about. So today we're going to weigh in on what's <laughs> trending. Okay. This is just what's trending. You may or may not know a lot about this, but <laughs> if you do, that's fine. So first and foremost, this week was the annual Met Gala. Okay. For those of you that don't know, the Met Gala, also known as the Met Ball, I'm looking at my cheat sheet here, is an annual fundraising gala to benefit the Metropolitan Museum of Arts Costume Institute. I didn't realize it was to benefit their costume institute, but in New York City. And so, of course, they've been going on strong for years, you know, the best and the brightest, the most beautiful, the rich and the wealthy come out and support this annual fundraiser. So, uh, if you didn't know, the uh, fundraising tickets start at uh, oh, a measly $35,000. That's it. Just, you know, a year of college for somebody, <laughs> you know, somebody's <laughs> annual income, maybe, you know. So, yeah, my question is, like, would you spend that much money to go and support a fundraiser. It is a fundraiser. So it's, you know, for a good cause, but, you know, would you contribute that much? That is my question. No. Um, no, I, no. I just know <laughs> that, listen, I have four kids. There's always something else that money could go towards, like college, uh, cars different things in the future like even if I had it I think I have more priorities <laughs> than, That's what I was gonna say. if you yeah. were a millionaire you still wouldn't do it maybe if I was a millionaire but I still have a bunch of kids and you know a, <laughs> a bunch of responsibilities like college and cars and all their extracurricular activities there's just so many other things I think I would put $35,000 towards um, because we are very, I wouldn't say frugal with our money. So even if we had a million dollars, I mean, you're wise <laughs> with it. Yeah. We would be, yeah, we are very, we're very wise with what we currently have. So yeah. That's I, good. I just don't see me being like, all right. It's just a drop in the bucket. Like, why not? I don't know. It, it, I guess it depends on the fundraiser. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, okay. definitely depends on the fundraiser. I don't feel like it's very compelling, the costumes. That, it's just, that doesn't compel me. Uh, it would definitely have to be something I believe in. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Is this a worthy cause or no? Not to me. Okay. <laughs> Got it, got it. Okay. And let me ask you, anyone happen to see any pictures from some of the costumes and some of the wardrobes? Anybody have any thoughts on who they think was best dressed? Uh, I did happen to see some of the dresses and I kind of like the classic looks mm -hmm. like Jennifer Hudson and her red dress. I like Alicia Keys and her mm -hmm. white dress. I like more of the classic looks even mm -hmm. um 
um, I think Sierra was wearing like a, a green dress that, and then she had like a yeah. football clutch. That was a little different, <laughs> but yeah. I was more so um, liking the classic styles. Gotcha, gotcha. What about you? I was about to call you Toya, Crystal. What about you, Crystal? <laughs> For me, I am like Toya. I love the classic look, but because of this creative you know, leaning, they were supposed to be, I, I made myself look at some other things. For me, it's Amon all the way. I thought she was absolutely gorgeous and regal. And her outfit was was very creative. And I just, I just loved it. I loved the way she carried it. I loved the way she made that. And I wouldn't mind living vicariously through her for a few hours and wearing that same outfit like you know what I mean like I just because I did I did love Alicia Keys I I actually loved um Normani's look I thought it was mm-hmm. really beautiful. yes a but lot of dress very beautiful looks in there and like and like even Kendall Jenner, Jenner and I'm not mm-hmm. you know I thought that her crystal I think it was some kind of crystal encrusted dress I thought was absolutely beautiful um but I did feel I love the regality of Iman mm-hmm. I think that she definitely brought the moment alive that's what's up i have to give a shout out to my girl amanda gorman i feel like she held it down in that blue in that blue that blue was everything and if i'm not mistaken i think this was her first year going so yeah i kudos to her she came out the gate strong so love her love her all right in other trending news versus happened this week the infamous uh battle slash musical celebration between recording artists this week it was Ja Rule versus Fat Joe so I have to ask and you know it's okay we won't hold it against you were either one of y'all you know like really big fans of either one of these artists back in the day like both of them were huge in the early 2000s (laughs) it's okay I was a fan of Ja Rule. I'm not. not Murder. (laughs) Murder. All right. All right. All right. You got a Shanti vibe. I got you. I got you. Okay. What about you, Crystal? Oh my gosh, I must admit that as celebrated as his voice is, I don't think I appreciated it during the time. But seriously but when I went back when I listened to the verses though like I was like wow maybe maybe now that I'm a grown woman and I understand grown men's voices and you know maybe that's what the appeal is but at the time as a young young teen I'm pretty sure I was like why is he growling into the mic you know yes. but like now it was like whoa you know like when he was on stage and that the presence he had was pretty it was pretty magnetic so that passion. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I mean, I admit Ja Rule was doing his thing in the early 2000s. But you know what? I have to give a shout out to Fat Joe because the cool thing about Fat Joe is he knows how to make anthems. Like he knows how to make songs that everybody can join in and sing along with, even if they just heard it one time. And he's been doing it for decades. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, still he can come out with a hit today that sounds current, that sounds relevant, and that people still want to sing along to. And so for him to be in the game, you know, three plus decades and still be able to do that, I'm like, kudos, kudos. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that was that was all the talk this week. You know, uh, any thoughts on who you think won or mm-hmm. who you think should have won? 
No thoughts. I tried to watch some of those <laughs> little battles. I was <laughs> like, why is every other word like a curse word? So it was hard for me to like actually get into it. <laughs> but I would say jaw rule just because I'm a little biased. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm team jaw too. Gotta gotta hop on that train. I love and it. I think, and I think Joe set it up that way. I think he set it up that Jaru was gonna be able to really, you know, shine. So yeah. It's funny because I don't think people realize until the actual event like how many hits he had like he just kept coming and coming and coming and so I think a lot of people are saying that he you know is like the unofficial winner but I'm glad he got to shine too because I feel like between uh his beef with 50 and the whole uh fire fest all that like he got a bad rap so <laughs> this was very redeeming for him I feel like so yeah <laughs> All right, so let's dive into tonight's topic. All right, so first up, we're talking reflections, which is basically another way of saying how we see ourselves. So when you look at yourself, what do you see? So I battled and struggled with this question um, while I was trying to think about how, to, how I actually truly see myself. And sometimes I have positive images and uh, in, in how I see myself and other times it's not so positive. Sometimes I'll see myself and I'm like, you need to lose some weight. Like you're overweight, you know, I start pointing out like flaws, but then other times I see myself as like, you're a mom, you're growing, you're changing, you're a wife, you're an educator. Um, it's a constant battle for me in how I view myself um, because sometimes those negative thoughts um, do try to creep in. Yeah. Very true, very true. Mm -hmm. um, I would say I... It's very easy to hone in on your flaws first, especially for me when I am in the company of other women. Like I can immediately go into comparison mode. Now, if I'm just looking at myself in the morning in the mirror, I'm actually very gracious with myself. You know, I'm like, you got this, you look beautiful, you're doing your thing, you blah, 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 blah. But it's very easy for me to highlight flaws when I'm either looking at other women or in the presence of other women. And so that I think for me is the challenge to like still keep that same positive energy and celebrate myself while celebrating others, like realizing that celebrating others doesn't have to be at the expense of me you know so Chris do you have any thoughts yeah I, I definitely it depends on the day it depends on the week it depends on so many different factors and I must admit that sometimes I feel great and see see greatness when I feel more of course confident or accomplished a lot of times how I view myself really is determined based on what I have feel like I've accomplished 
you know, and unfortunately, a lot of times I always feel like I'm behind the curve, like whatever curve Crystal decided existed, and not necessarily against anyone else, but just what I thought I should have had by now, you know, like, there are times where I look in the mirror and I'm so angry with myself for not being a mom or um, I'm so angry with myself for a certain thing. And there are times where I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, you know what? Wow. Someone, especially when someone just calls me up and say, hey, you remember when you talked me through that? Well, guess what? This happened as a result. Like yeah. that kind of thing. I look in the mirror. I'm like, wow, you are a warrior. You know, you are a an, an influencer, a, a, a powerful woman of God. And then again, there are other times I don't see that, you know, and I don't think those things. And I think that that's just natural, the ebb and flow of it. And one day, hopefully, you know, we'll get more on the end of the positive warrior. That part is what I want to see more days than any. That's good. That's really good. That's so funny that you mentioned that, you know, feeling behind schedule or behind the curve at times. I literally was just telling myself, I want to say like last week, like you are right on time. Like you are right on schedule. You are not behind schedule. You are not like running late or whatever you want to call it. Like you are right on time. And I remember um, one of the pastors at my church praying a prayer uh, for people that feel like they are late bloomers. And I was like, oh my God, like in a lot of ways, I feel like a late bloomer, you know, but God is like the author, the creator of time. Like he literally scans outside of time and decides, you know, how fast or how slow it's going to go and whether or not he wants to back up and make up for this and put change the order of this and change the order of that or bend time or cause it to stand still. Like he literally can do whatever he wants with the confined, what we consider to be the confines of time. And mm -hmm. we are not to look to our right or to our left or to our own plans and agendas, even to say, Hey, I'm behind schedule or I'm behind the curve. So um, yeah, I just want to say you're right on time. I tell you, as I tell myself, you are right on time. Amen. Amen. And you just made me think about the time in my life when I think I was about 24 or somewhere around that age um, when um, I broke up with um, my long-term boyfriend recently. And I was just like, oh God, I don't want to date someone for another four years and get to know them and you know like I was ready to be like married and so you know with Ryan like everything happened extremely fast like our courtship marriage all of that was within a year so it was almost like God kind of sped up time for me when I was ready to kind of just like throw in the towel and it was like, boom, it happened really quick. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. We talked a little bit about this, but is there anything else that anything, is there anything else that anyone wants to share regarding like what or who shapes how we see ourselves? Definitely society. Mm -hmm. Definitely the people around us 
the world helps us to shape and develop a schema for what beauty is. Yeah. You know? And when you are told growing up, oh, you be, you're beautiful or you're not told you're beautiful, that definitely shapes you, right? When you look at things on the media, on television, what is, what is celebrated, right? Who is celebrated? That tells you more than anything. And I definitely feel like that, especially in your adolescence, society and family, and probably more so even media does a, a big, has a big role in shaping how you see yourself. Because again, we're learning to measure ourselves up against and compare that comparison that, well, I'm not this, I'm not that. So that must mean I'm not, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And not only is it what you see, but what you don't see. So if you don't see representation of people that look like you, you automatically don't associate success, beauty, you know, whatever you want to, whatever media portrays as being it. If you don't see people that look like you represented in that regard, then you automatically discount yourself because it feels like the media discounts you. So it's very, very easy to um, fall prey to that. You know, I'm grateful because in this day and age, I think we're really starting to see um, the tide start to turn as it relates to representation and how important it is. And I love the fact, too, that women women of color, Christian women of color are like beginning to tell their own stories. They're no longer waiting on anyone else to tell it for them. They're like, I'll do it. I'll write the book. I'll do the movie. I'll, you know, write, do the album. I'll, you know, become the influencer or whatever. Like I will do it because you, we can't afford to wait on anyone else to do it for us. Yeah. Ooh, you you preach it to yourself, Maya. Yes. <laughs> I am. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I think one of the things my mom told me, and I don't know if I'm going to say this quite right, but I remember we were watching television and I was like, oh, mom, she's so beautiful. And my mom said something I didn't expect her to say. She said, huh, well, I don't I don't like to to, to do that. And I said, she said, I don't like to just meditate on or think about how beautiful someone else is because I'm in a place where I'm trying to, to, to think I'm pretty, to think I'm beautiful. And I don't look like her. And if wow. I define that as beautiful, then what am I saying to myself in turn? And I didn't take that as she was not saying don't celebrate people. But mm -hmm. I think when we were watching television, I kept saying, oh, she's so pretty. She's so pretty. She's so pretty. And I think at that point, my mom was really trying to let me know, like, see yours too. See where you are and, and where you live in that. And that just because you don't look exactly like that does not mean you're not beautiful. And just because I don't doesn't mean that I'm not beautiful. And, and I really appreciated that. And I was like, you know, I said, I don't think she knew how much that made, gave me pause. So I never thought to my mom, you know how we have with parents. Sometimes you don't see them. They are people, but you don't see them as people. Um, and just to kind of see that that was something that she was dealing with and working through herself, like trying to see and accept her own beauty. So she was in a period where I can't really look at other people like that right now. Because yeah. I need to be able to accept and embrace, embrace myself. How old were you around when that conversation happened, that exchange around like, no. where were you? 
I definitely want to say it was before college, probably okay. like definitely in high school, maybe 14, who knows? Those are some turbulent years, which is yeah, like yeah. later. But definitely, I, I definitely think it was around that time. And I, I remember I was just thinking about that just as we were uh, preparing for today and this this conversation. I was like, wow, I, now I get more so what my mom meant when she Amazing. said For me, it's really important to instill um, that in my girls Mm -hmm. um, because they are all different. They all look different. Um, They all have different hair textures. And we know that in the Black community, hair can be a pretty big deal. And Mm -hmm. all three of them have different hair textures. And a lot of times if I do one child's hair one way, the other child says, oh, I want my hair to look like hers. And I want my hair to look like hers. Like (laughs) all three of them do it towards each other. And I'm like, "Mm, you know, well, your hair doesn't quite do like Layla's hair or like Mariah's hair or Robin's Mm -hmm. hair. And, you know, I'm just trying to teach them to love the hair that's on their head, Amen. the style looks beautiful on your on your head with this hair that God gave you, and just trying to instill into them to find themselves beautiful and and not trying to compare themselves to each other and always wanting uh you know different qualities and different things that mm. their sisters have. Mm. Um, I think it's important to do do that for little girls very and I mean I know you gave a couple examples but can you share a little bit about some ways that you are trying to encourage your daughters to celebrate their own personal features without desiring others you know the features of like their sisters or other people's features yeah so we do a lot of like positive affirmations with with each of them mm-hmm. and because I have have four kids like our schedules are really busy so I just try to work it in like when uh we're looking in the mirror we're brushing teeth and we're getting dressed or when I'm doing hair um you know I just do a lot of like encouraging and building up and then I'll say to my husband um Brian like Ooh, Ryan look at Mariah's hair and then he'll say like Aww. oh wow that looks you look beautiful and just he just makes it a point to also give them that encouragement and that affirmation mm-hmm. so we try to tie it into our everyday living as much as possible that is awesome I love that and I I mean I I always I I am like so I so admire like daughter-father relationships because it's something that I didn't really have myself growing up. And I just think it's beautiful when fathers love on their daughters like that and validate them and affirm them and speak life into them because it just goes so far. And I don't even know if, you know, men realize how much weight their words carry, you know, and how important it is for them to share those words like early on, early, early on. So that's beautiful. That's awesome. All right. So, and, and Crystal, I think you kind of touched on this a little bit. How would you say, um, 
your reflection of yourself or how you viewed yourself has changed over the years? I think I put a lot more to my reflection than the actual reflection. You know, hmm. at first it was just what you see, that dimple here, that dimple that's not there, the hair that's not there or what have you, or the body that's not or is. And I think now I see more when I, I see more into the essence of myself, if that makes sense. Not saying that like, of course, appearance matters. It always is going to matter. Um, but I recognize that there's so much more to me than yeah. just my appearance and how I feel, my joy, it emanates from me. It comes out of me, right? A person who smiles just looks better than someone who's frowning, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think on the, from the outside, looking in, looking from the inside out, that's how I think of myself and my reflection. And I think before, definitely, completely just, what does this mirror say? How does it stack up against whomever at the time maybe I'm idolizing or I think it's just the most amazing, beautiful person in the world. Like, how do I stack, stack up against that? I think that's how it was before. And now it's more so, am I the best version of me today? Mm. Am I the best version of me now? If I don't like something about my body, okay, what can I do about that? If there's something wrong with my skin, what can I do about that? Um, if for some reason my I'm not radiant because I'm just kind of set, what can I do? I need to sit down and journal. Do I need to read my word? Do I need to go and have some brunch with a friend? You know, what do I need to do to pull myself out of this funk? So really being more solution oriented and thinking about that whole roundedness of me and not just that superficial layer, because you know, this could change in a second, right? Yeah. Oh, that's some good stuff. I know for me, I have started to look at the journey more or to reflect on the journey more as I'm looking at myself in the mirror. You know, I have scars. I have, you know, um, bruises or just ways that I have changed or shifted, you know, and even in some cases, you know, for the good. But it's like, okay, there's a story behind it. Either I worked hard to, you know, to lose some weight or to, you know, to, to, um, you know, get my skin a certain way or to treat a scar or something like that, you know, but there's, there's a journey behind it, you know, Um, or I came through something, I came out of something. And so realizing like, hey, there's a story connected to this and really taking the time to celebrate the journey attached to that because you know what it took for you to make it through you know how hard you had to work to achieve it and so really looking at the journey and then also too embracing like the in-between like okay I may not be where I want to be yet but I know I'm actively taking steps and I can see the progress so embracing that in-between as well is Mm -hmm. it's really good my reflection has definitely changed over the years and I mostly look back at pictures <laughs> you know and I think back to oh man I remember when I had that six pack when I was active and before all these kids and 
you know, I had time to just focus on me. And, you know, I have pictures to look back at and I didn't have any problems with my confidence and then my self-esteem. Um, but when my reflection started to change was definitely when I started having babies with each pregnancy, um, my belly grew, my bus size changed, my hips changed, like so many different changes in my body that did not just go back to normal after I worked out and, you know, did whatever I could to lose the weight and type tone up my muscles um, and different things. And then now even with four kids, um, it's even more difficult to focus on um, myself and um, with the, with uh, toning and exercising. Um, I do what I can right now, but you know I have an infant that you know requires nursing all the time. So when I find myself um, being negative uh, in in you know, focusing on stretch marks and flab and different things like that, I have to really check myself because I, I understand I'm growing, I'm changing, and I'm, I'm learning to embrace motherhood and embrace the fact that I was able um, to bring forth life into this world. Um, and I know that my body image can change. Like I can exercise and lose weight uh, when I focus on that, but that's not like my number one priority right now. Um, so I'm, I'm, I am striving to be the best version of myself. Absolutely. And realizing, like you were saying, like your priorities are, they're going to change. So based on whatever your priority is in that moment, give yourself grace, you know, like you don't have the capacity or the time to, you know, dedicate yourself to, you know, working out a, 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 the num same number of times you did, you know, at when you just had two or when you just had three or when, you know, like when they were all a certain age or, you know what I mean? Like you just... It, things change. And so giving yourself grace is key. It's funny because I was reminded when you were talking about, um, I think it was during season one, and we were talking about how, like, sometimes you look at an old picture of yourself and you're like, gosh, I wish I could get back to that size. But as I'm thinking about it, I can remember that season of my life and how I was like, even then self-conscious and like, gosh, I don't have this or I don't have that, or I need to lose more weight or I need to. And it's like, okay, well, just, just get me back to that one then Lord, get me back to that place, please. I, I promise. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I wasn't grateful and I didn't appreciate it then, but I will appreciate it now. Just get me back to that one. But it's like a perpetual state where we never feel like we're good enough in that moment. And so really trying to change that and really trying to embrace where you are in that moment and celebrate what you're doing in that moment to be the best version of yourself. Like that's so important. Yes. So important. Anything else on reflections or how we can positively influence how we see ourselves? 
I think we kind of um, touched on all the main things, like making sure we're speaking positive affirmations over ourselves and doing what we can to be the best version of ourselves, whether that's drinking more water, eating more fruits and vegetables, maybe cutting down on some carbs or whatever um, you need to do. And, you know, if you can't spend hours in the gym, maybe just making sure that you're walking um, mm-hmm. at least three times a week for like at least 30 minutes, mm-hmm. you know, baby steps if you need to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Good stuff. Well, you want to take us on into perceptions? Yes. So mm-hmm. perceptions, how do you think others perceive you? Mm. Maya, you can go first. How do you think others you know- It's interesting. It's really interesting. Sometimes you don't realize how other people perceive you until they actually tell you. Um, And so, I mean, I could take it from the external and then take it from the internal. I always get complimented on my skin. Like I was just in a dentist's office the other day, mask on my face. And I was like, how can you even see my skin? Like what in the world? But that still amazes me that, that, you know, that, takes notice or people take notice of that. Um, And I mean, I do, I drink water and, you know, make sure I keep my face clean and stuff. I'm not really a big fan of makeup, Uh, but I honestly, genuinely and truly believe too that a lot of what people deem to be my glow comes from, I mean, really, and I'm not trying to be churchy or super spiritual or whatever, but I genuinely believe that Jesus gave me the glow up. Like, I really believe that like, when I, I know when I'm in tune with God, when I'm going hard with God and like really in connection with him, it's like, I know I can walk into a room and just light it up. And it doesn't matter what my circumstances are. It doesn't matter what I'm going through or whatever. But I know that is something that I constantly get um, commentary on. And then internally, um, like inwardly, I should say, our pers- personality wise, um, I hear a lot that um, that I am wise, that I am calm and peaceful and encouraging. And it's interesting because when people say I'm calm and peaceful, that is something that I fight for on a daily basis, if that makes sense. Like, I know it's hard to like fight to explain fighting for peace, but I mean, we do. We have to fight for peace. Like, literally and figuratively, we go to war to establish peace, but I literally war <laughs> on my behalf every day to be at peace, you know, to be at peace with God, to be at peace with others, to be at peace with my circumstances, because they don't always yield a peaceful response. You know, I have to go and find that peace. I have to go and claim that peace in the midst of whatever I'm experiencing. So when people tell me that, um, it's encouraging, but it's oftentimes like, quite the antithesis of what I am feeling in that moment, because I could be battling in that moment and you may not even realize it because I'm battling for peace. And for me, battling for peace 
looks like, you know, constantly giving it over to God, constantly reinforcing, you know, whatever you're experiencing with the word of God, actively proclaiming things that are not as though they are, you know, and then even in, even in those moments when you don't feel like smiling, smiling, you know, raising your eyelids and, and having, you know, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying fake the funk. I'm saying like, really muster up whatever strength or energy you have to put your best foot forward. Because I know for me, it's, if I give into how I feel, it's literally like a slimy pit that I will just continue to slide down into and stay there, you know? So um, it's interesting to hear um, at times how people may perceive me because it could very well be the opposite of how I'm feeling. So um, yeah. Yeah. Crystal, how do you think others perceive you? That's a hard question. I keep thinking about it because I feel like I always cloud other people's perception by my own perception of myself. Mm. So I have to kind of come outside of me for a moment and think about, I mean, I often get complimented about my physique, you know, about my arms. And I almost always throw it back because I feel like that's just luck of the genetic pool, maybe. Um, so I don't really take a lot of stock into that, but I do get a, get some things from that. Um, I would say beyond the physical of some compliments that may come my way, more so I think now, it's so interesting. Like I was just talking to my husband about, about how I feel like as I get older, I come more and more into myself, like physically. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's definitely an alignment there between that physical and that mental piece. Like someone said, the older you get, the less you care about what other people think, which is a beautiful thing. And I feel like I'm definitely stepping into that. But I often get, you're so confident. I get, you're so wise. You're so this, that, and the other. And I'm like, wow, I never, almost ever, not I, almost battling with confidence, like almost always battling with feelings of belonging and worthiness. And I have to go back and look at the word, look at the word of God and, and, and remind myself about how God sees me. And because again, I'm trying to get beyond the, how people see me. I'm trying to get beyond the, even how I see myself and really live in how God sees me, that he made me in his image. So there must be beauty in me that's beyond this and beyond anything else. And I think now that I'm starting to walk into a new phase of confidence that people see me as more confident because I am more confident. I am more confident. Of course, I have my days. <laughs> Everybody does, we all do, that we're not as. But I, I think for the most part, I, and like, it's so interesting. Like, I never think I'm short, but then when I'm around other people, they're like, wow, you know, in this Zoom world, you really are short, you know, because nobody meets anyone in person anymore. So when we finally meet each other. So I definitely feel like I carry that Napoleon complex where I think I'm taller than I am. And so, so I definitely use my body to take up space and all of that. But, but I don't know. I think, I, I really would think it's probably more positive now than before because I definitely was okay with being invisible. I was okay with being in the shadows of letting everyone else take center stage. And I think now that I'm not in that space, you know, that I don't mind shining when it's time to, I don't mind other people shining. I think it definitely comes out 
in how people perceive and see me. Awesome. Can I just say two things real quick? Because I do want to hear your response to this, Toya. But real quick, Crystal, I just want to challenge you. And I don't know if you are challenging yourself in this area or not, but I want to just challenge you to say two words more often. Thank you. Like, thank you. And I'm challenging myself as I challenge you because it's very easy, like you were saying, when somebody compliments you to, you know, compliment them right back, you know, um, I, I feel like I've gotten a little bit past that to where I'll just receive the compliment. But I now the next step for me is saying thank you. Yeah. Like, thank you. Yeah. So I'm challenging you as I challenge myself. And then the other thing I just wanted to point out is the parallel with um, because I heard you say it as I was sharing mine as well. Like oftentimes people perceive you in a way that is exact opposite of how you're feeling in that moment, you know? And so it really speaks to just the tricks that we play on ourselves in our minds. So that's all I want to say, but go ahead, please. I was just going to say, I'm not a hundred percent sure on how people currently see me. Um, I can tell you things that people have said, how they have perceived me, like, oh, you're stuck up. I've heard that a lot. Um, I've heard, oh, you like uh, you're you're rich. Um, I assume that's maybe because of like maybe the size of our house. And I'm like, mm, I don't know about rich. <laughs> like we wow. have four, four kids. Um, so people normally say these things before they get to know me, um, get to know like the real Latoya. So I just wonder how, how I come off to people in general, um, when they perceive me. Like, Crystal, can we share? Go ahead. Go ahead, Toya. I thought you were, I was going to say, I want to share how we perceive you, but go ahead. Were you going to say something else before I cut you off? Toya, well, were you going to say something else? Go ahead, Toya. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. I, I just wanted to weigh in because I was like, we're not going to leave as stuck up and rich. We're not going to leave you with that. <laughs> we're not going to leave you with that. So, but okay, but go ahead, Crystal. You want to share how you perceive Toya? Yes. Um, I must admit, being in the place that I think I was emotionally when I first met you, I may have seen some of those attributes that you said, I must admit. And here's the thing, here's the truth of the matter. I really think that we don't just see people as they are, but we see people as we are. Like, mm -hmm. for example, if I have, not so much as as we are, but what I mean is if they reflect things that maybe we don't have or feel on the inside, mm -hmm. we may attribute some things like that, what you were saying. So basically what I'm saying is, because I think I certainly was, doing my fair share of dealing with self-esteem and things like that when you meet someone who comes off as very confident right you you know for some reason or another we develop the sense that well I would say I that confidence is like bad right because confidence means that you think high of yourself right whereas you kind of start to think oh low uh, or or not having that high opinion of yourself is actually a, a, a positive attribute, right? Because that means that you're not so highfalutin or high on yourself. So I think that at the time I wasn't at the mature space where I could understand that there was different, there were different ways in which people showed up into the world, right? That 
there were different levels and layers to confidence and to people that that I and plus I am very open and transparent, as you can see, especially when you get to know me. But guess what? Everybody's not like that. You are a little bit you have and you have always been a, a lot more private, you know, but once you get in like and you open and you, someone get in and get a chance to get um, to know you, it's like, wow, it's like a floodgate just opens up. And like I remember one day like I love her so much, you know, because I got a chance to 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 get beyond the we just kind of know each other casually, which is how it should be. I, I love that. I love that about you. I love the way you are, you, you got, you, you have this um, way of pro, not only protecting yourself, but guarding so much so that, and you only share what needs to be shared to a degree that when you share, it's like a gift, and it's a you know, it's a gift and it's really nice. And, and I think that we all have to learn the proper rhythm of that, of like, oversharing and and undersharing if that makes sense and I think sometimes too if our self-esteem is not quite right we might attribute some things to people that might be more negative than not and so like I said you were quiet you were private but I had to recognize that's how she shows up in the world and that's fine there's nothing wrong with that you know um so yeah but like I said now absolutely perceive nothing like I see like Mother Teresa <laughs> like I think that you are Mother Teresa <laughs> like, I mean even though she was never really a mom but I just see see you're just the most incredible one of the most incredible women that I know and when I think about motherhood and being a mom like and I have my list like who am I going to call first you're on that list like who am I going to ask to train me people are paying ten thousand dollars for doulas like after they have children like you're the one you know you're the one so <laughs> that's and amazing yeah and she's a she's a lot more than a mom an author a friend just Athlete. an educator there's so much so many facets to her and it's 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 like I am always excited about unpacking them I'm always excited when I get to know and we get to unlock a different facet of you the crazy side of you the silly side <laughs> you know and it's always interesting like wow I didn't even know that she knew that word let alone <laughs> No, no, no bad words. Uh, but I'm just saying, like, you know, you know how, you know, your silly side comes out. I love it. That is awesome. No, that is you, awesome. Crystal, that made me feel like a hundred times better. <laughs> Yay! That's the purpose of this exercise. Woo! I love it. But no, Crystal, you, you bring up a great point about how we can project our own insecurities onto other people, you know, and it's almost like, you know, trying to bring them down a peg because we feel some type of way and that's not cool at all. So I hate that you've ever been made to feel that way. And I even think I'm thinking about myself and am like calming my heart to apologize if I've ever made you feel that way, because insecurity is real and insecurity yeah. can easily be like, something that we let drive our emotions instead of putting it in the back seat as we should. And so, um, yeah, so I, I hate that you have um, experienced that and felt that. Mm -hmm. um, I will say for me, I, I, I am similar, similar to what Krista was saying when I first met you and you alluded to this earlier when we were talking because your relationship with Ryan moved so quickly and because you are a um, somewhat of a private person, I was kind of like observing from afar too, like, who is this girl? <laughs> like, 
like, who is this girl? Like, literally, I think the first time I met you, you were already fiance. Like, I don't think you were girlfriend the first time I met you. So I was like, oh, snap. Like, who is this girl? <laughs> so, and then I don't even know if I, like, even spent time or saw you much before I was at your wedding. So I was like, literally, like, boom, boom, boom. Like, ha, ha. Sorry. <laughs> But literally, it moved very fast to your point. And so, and because you're very guarded, at the same time, it was like, I I kind of observed from afar as much as I could, you know, and then, and, and even just, we were just praying about this the other night, how still we're on this journey of building our friendship between us, not you know, between our husbands as their wives, like, like literally between us and growing in that trust and growing in that vulnerability and that transparency. So it's definitely, definitely a process. But one thing that I always have said about you as well, um, um, is that you're extremely graceful. Like you always seem to have it together. And I know you're probably laughing as I'm saying this to you because you're like, you don't know my life. You don't know what today was just like or what's going on behind me right now even. But like even in the midst of all of that, you continue to be, in my opinion, extremely graceful, extremely calm, extremely even killed, like steady, And that's amazing to me because like you could literally be pulling your hair out, rocking in a chair somewhere with a sheet over your head. You know what I'm saying? And you may feel like that on the inside, but you would never know it because you still remain poised. You still remain calm, confident. You still look beautiful and flawless. You still... in my opinion, whenever I've seen you with your children, display the character of Christ in the fruit of the spirit to them. Like you don't blow up at them, even if you're feeling frustrated or overwhelmed, like that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And so that is what remains at the forefront of my mind is that you remain graceful in everything that you do. Like Mm -hmm. no one would ever know all of the things that you do on a daily basis First and foremost, just as a wife and mom, but then on top of that, all the other endeavors that you take on, that you excel in, it's amazing to me. So I would definitely say graceful. Thank you so much. You guys have just boosted my confidence and self-esteem. So I really appreciate all of um, the wonderful things you guys just said about me. Anytime. That's what we're here for. We have to do that for each other. Like, definitely. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So shall we talk about the infamous imposter syndrome? I know it's been going around like gangbusters. What is imposter syndrome? Does anybody want to share how they would define it? Crystal, I know you know how uh, (laughs) you, I think, brought up the topic, Crystal, about syndrome. (laughs) I would definitely say like there's just this sense that um, you are unworthy or unqualified for something and you don't quite fit there and it's going to inevitably be exposed, <laughs> you know, like you got this wonderful promotion, you went through this, these series of steps and all of this, and guess what, you got the job, but yet you're there and you're like, um, this is a fluke, like, I'm really not as smart as all of them, or not as capable um, definitely just kind of filling a space that you don't feel like you deserve to feel. I would say that's the, 
the way I would describe imposter syndrome. And like, that's, that's the story of, <laughs> I would say, you know, I would be curious to hear what you all have experienced with that. <laughs> I can say that I have definitely felt um, like an imposter in many, many, many circumstances. Um, you guys know that I'm an author of two books and with each book, I always hesitated to even put it out there. It's almost like I would get to the end of the book. And before I started marketing the book, I would say, what am I doing? <laughs> like, wow. what am I doing? Nobody's going to read this book. You're not an author. You struggled in language arts. There's probably some grammatical errors that uh, the editor probably missed. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're not an author. What are you doing? Um, so I definitely struggled with it. Um, I struggled with it when we created Becoming Eva podcast. Um, I know Miss Miss Reed is watching. Um, my she was my biology teacher, and she she will attest that I did not. <laughs> I did not really talk a lot in class. So I was the quiet kid. So me doing a, a <laughs> podcast, a talking podcast, that's so out of character. If you saw me, um, like if you grew up with me and saw how I was like in school, I was the quiet kid, always listening, always learning, soaking in, understanding everything but I barely uh, spoke in the classroom. So I think becoming Eva, me being an author, I have definitely felt the imposter syndrome. Wow. <laughs> um, I have felt it. Um, I will say it's interesting because like the first half of my life, I won't say the first half of my life, it's only the Lord knows how long I'm gonna live, but I would say in my earlier years, like childhood, even into my early 20s, I have I felt invincible. I felt like wherever I go, wherever I end up is where I'm supposed to be, you know, and you know, had no doubt about it. I think probably in more recent years, uh, have um, imposter syndrome has started kind of creeping up on me. Um, you know, if it's in corporate America where I'm like, oh, was I really supposed to get that promotion? Or do I really know what I'm talking about? Or am I really qualified? You know, and even um, recently when we shot this short film, um, uh, I had the opportunity to work with Crystal's husband. And it's funny because we had a moment where I was directing a scene and we had like legit professional actors that we were working with. And one of them asked me, you know, well, do you want me to break the fourth wall? And I was like, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> but in that moment, I was like, you're really asking me like the authority figure here and I need to give you an answer. Like I need to give you an answer. And so I responded and everything. And then afterward, I was telling my husband and, and Crystal's husband, I was like, I'm feeling, I was feeling like uh, I had a moment where I was second guessing myself, like, you know, um, and he was like, that is imposter syndrome. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he was like, you know what you're doing. And I'm like, I do, but I haven't done it to this scale before, you know? And so literally it, you know, it, 
it creeps up on you when you find yourself doing things where it's like, uh, wow, like, yeah. So it's it's very interesting how it creeps up. So let's let's talk real quick about how we can overcome imposter syndrome. I think just being authentic in who you are and having confidence and trust, even when you're scared and having doubt <laughs> for me, like I still had to push through it and still um, author those books. And uh, we do this podcast, we're in our third season. So <laughs> even when those doubts and things come up, like you have to push through it and still be authentic. Authentic. Very true. Very true. Crystal, you have anything you want to share on it? I think sometimes you have to really just take a moment and I know we're thinking about authenticity, but sometimes we just have to fake it till we make it. <laughs> like put on that mask, like speak those words. I am, I am, I am, I am. And really affirm yourself um, like I know I do. And I think the other thing too is like, we said that self-esteem does not just come, how we see ourselves does not just come from the inside, it comes from the outside. So what I do now is, and I love the way my current supervisor, she gives us feedback often, feedback mm. practice. I'm getting a lot of feedback. And when I doubt myself, I look, I write down all the feedback she gives me. I write down the feedback she gives me and anyone else, be it someone that I had the opportunity to serve. They sent me an email. I print it out. I snip it and I put it in my book. And I have a space where I have all these emails or all these things that people have said to me about how I add value in the places that I occupy. And I go back and I look at those when I'm feeling like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'm in over my head. I go back and I read those and I think, wow, wow. And, I, and then I write things down like, you know, today, check, did that, that was good. Like have those moments, okay? Wow. And, and really just um, revisit it when those times come and you feel like you're, and then at the same time, here's the thing. I, have, we have, I remember, remind myself that we are all human. Every single one of us, none of us are a deity. None of us have the ability to do like anything really, you know, because we are all underneath the grace of God. And so because of that, because of our humanity, we're all, we all have equal footing, regardless of your title, regardless of any of that. And I just remind, try to remind myself, I'm not saying that it's always there and it's always easy, but when I go into a space and oftentimes I have to go into spaces where I'm definitely a peon, right? And I have to remind myself that some of them were peons too at some point. And some of them also are dealing with, do I really belong here as well, right? We just don't see it. Wow. Great stuff, ladies. Oh, anything else y'all want to share about perceptions before we start to wrap up? glad we did this this is cool like I, I always like hearing how people feel like they show up in the world versus how people actually see them because I feel like we have to learn to make space for different types of people like that's mm -hmm. a part like when we're kids it's all about fitting in right it's all about 
being in this box. This is the hairstyle. This is the outfit, right? And if we don't have that and we don't do that, then we're not cool, right? And that's so adolescent. But as adults, it's there's so many different places we can go. There's no box, you know? And if, you know, we have to be able to make spaces for the different uh, archetypes, if, if you will, of us that show up. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I'm so glad you were able to join us. <laughs> this has been great stuff. Toya, you have anything you want to share before we close out? No, um, Crystal, the noble character acknowledgement. Do you want to share your noble character? I do. And I'm going to have to make sure she comes, she watches this. I am thinking about Latrina Cockle. She All right. Is, she is my friend and colleague. She is not a published author yet, but she will be. She will be a CEO. I know she will, but she has really adopted me as her little sister. I've always been a big sister all my life. <laughs> and I've had the privilege of, of making mistakes and helping others not to make those same because I can tell, don't go down there. And really, I have that now. I have someone who has really taken me under her wing and is it, it just really sees, she sees something in me that I had, I, I, I don't see and I haven't seen, you know, and I, I like the the way she makes me feel not only about myself, but about the the impact that I can have on the world. If mm. I really think about all the different gifts and talents that I show up with and being unapologetic about them, you know, because sometimes we hide our talents under a rock and under a bushel because we don't want to be rejected or we don't want people to think, oh, she's trying to be this and that and the other. And some, at some point, it's not about trying to be, it's about just being and being okay with that, letting your light shine. And, and it, it is what it is. The right people will be around you and the wrong people won't. Wow. Yes. Amen for big sisters. So is it, say the name again of your noble character acknowledgement? Latrina Cockrell, she has, she's a founder. She's, she's definitely, she's, she works alongside me, but she's also founder and CEO of Cool Boys Communicate. She created a Toastmasters essentially for young black boys to learn how to communicate more efficiently and effectively and to be able to own their leadership. And it has been incredible. If you hear those boys, and um, as a matter of fact, she's they're also writing curriculum right now that mm -hmm. this, might, this will definitely be a national thing. And so I'm very excited for her. She is someone who just keeps going, like gets better and better and better with every decade, every season. So I think we have to think sometimes society puts us on the shelf, right? And not saying she's anywhere near a shelf, but we get to a certain age and we're no longer relevant, right? But she mm -hmm. is really showing me that, wow. I'm like, what? Are you this age for real? Like, you know, we really do yeah. get better with time if we allow that time to like you said if we allow that journey to grow us we really do get better with time there is no expiration date amen it's, it's not amen <laughs> well latrina you are a woman of noble character that is awesome yes so our BE challenge for this week is to identify one way you can positive, positively influence how you see yourself and how others see you. 
And don't forget to send us um, topics, suggestions at Becoming Eva Today. You can DM us, leave a comment on our um, Facebook page, Instagram. Um, next week, we are talking about daddy issues. Yes. Daddy We're talking <laughs> that daddy ish, okay? In <laughs> other words, daddy issues, okay? So join us, join us, join us. If you have a great relationship with your dad, if you have a not so great relationship with your dad, join us. We're going to be talking about all things daddy ish. <laughs> yes. And subscribe to our podcast on the podcast app. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Becoming Eva Today. That's one word. And we will see you guys soon. See you soon. Bye. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Click subscribe on YouTube and subscribe to the podcast. Check us out at becomingevatoday.com or email us at becomingevatoday.com. See you next time. time.